Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Saints. He is Terrence Copper. I am David Grubb, and we're going to break down this upcoming matchup this weekend between the Saints and the Rams. Week 11, um, we are at the the back end of the season, TC. And before we get into this game, you know, when you're in this situation as a team, when you, when, it, when the odds of making the playoffs are, are slim, there's only one path in at this point, and that's win the division. Um, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you refocus when things are in a long season? Injuries have been happening. There's some, you know, just issues around the team in general. How do players at this point keep their focus and really focus on competing? You know, what keeps their focus is the fact that they can still see their goal. You can still see it. You know, winning a division is the first goal, you know, winning your division and then winning your conference. Because once you win the conference, of course, you're going to the Super Bowl. You know, so the first goal is to win your division and they still can see that goal. So that right there alone gives you the energy, uh, gives you the just the energy to get back out there and practice and continue to work hard and continue to strive because everything you want is still in front of you. Even though the season is not going the way we want it to go, your goals are still there and they're still attainable. So that's one reason that's going that you're going to keep playing and keep playing hard, keep playing hard for each other. Have you felt like the messaging has been consistent or good enough from the coaching staff over the past couple of weeks, because there's just been a lot of criticism in New Orleans and around the team that it just sounds like that they don't get it, that they don't see the situation as clearly as it is. But that, to me, that I, just because someone's inarticulate at, at expressing something, it, it's hard not to be a coach on that team. It's not. It's hard not to be a player and see that there are things that are wrong that aren't just simply a matter of, well, if we execute better, it'll be it'll be better. It's not that simple, and I think we mm-hmm. all understand that. But is Dennis Allen doing a good job of communicating the situation? So one thing I can say from being a player in the locker room, what we are thinking outside of that locker room and when we watch the game is totally different than what players and coaches see and what they're trying to do when they're watching the game. So what we're thinking that, okay, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? 
And some of that stuff is true, but in that locker room and in those meeting rooms, it's reasons why they're not doing certain things. Uh, I don't know those reasons, but there's always reasons. Uh, what we are seeing is they are seeing it, don't get me wrong, but they're seeing it from a more detailed uh, advantage, put it that way. Uh, maybe they're not, I mean, I'm not making no excuses, but I'm just giving you an example. Mm -hmm. Examples of the reason why they're not getting uh, real crafty with play calling, maybe. Maybe because they don't have enough time, you know, or certain players we have right now aren't built for certain plays, you know. So it's just, it's a lot of different things that could be wrong that from the outside looking in, it looks one way. But when you're in it and you're looking at the details of things and you have a microscope on everything, there's reasons. You know, I don't think this is a coaching staff is just not trying to win. I think they see what's going on, but I think there's reasons why they're doing certain things where, where they're doing it. The quarterback question is the biggest question looming over the week. And there still are some kind of unclear answers regarding that because, you know, Dennis Ellis kind of said, well, if Jameis is, is okay, then he may start. But – we knew he was injured already, and we were told that he was okay before. So I think that part of it, too, is a little bit confusing because it's going to be hard. I mean, no matter what, you know how fans are. It's going to be real hard for Andy Dalton to run out onto that field as the starter on Sunday. And it's not even about Jameis at this point. It's not about Taysom or anything. It's just the fans and their – Questions of, look, can we try something else? And it, and you don't ever want to – I don't think you ever want to put a player in that position. I think Andy can handle it. Certainly he's a veteran quarterback. He's been in these situations. But, I mean, it, this has just become a, a very difficult situation here in New Orleans. So if if I'm hearing Dennis Allen say uh, Jameis could play if he's okay, that lets me know that Jameis is not all the way healthy. Uh there is a reason. That's why I say it's certain things that the outside looking in are looking at things, but when you're in it, you know more details of things. And I really feel like if he made that comment, Jameis Winston is not all the way healthy, healthy yet. Regardless of what we're thinking, uh, he's not healthy because you're not going to make that comment if he's all the way good to go. And you're not going to say, well, if he's, if he's okay, he may play. You know, you're not going to make that comment if something's not wrong with James. You know, so... Uh, and I'm fine with if James is still injured or whatever's going on with him, if he's not ready or tech, if he's not okay, I'm still fine with Dalton going out there playing the quarterback position. But I just want to see you use Taysom Hill a little bit more. You know, if he if, if Dalton is the starter, let's get Alvin in the, involved a little bit more. Let's get Taysom Hill involved a little bit more. You know, and I'm fine with Dalton walk, walking out there, but we got to get more playmakers to ball. This Rams team – has struggled offensively the last couple of weeks, just like the Saints have. Um, mm -hmm. But the Saints have been the get well for a lot of teams' offenses um, for a number of reasons. Again, being on the field too long, uh, not having an offense that puts up points, the injuries, of course. And we know the Rams do have explosive players. Matthew Stafford has had big games in the Superdome. Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in the NFL. They have plenty of players per se. It just hasn't come together for the Rams. What's the number one thing the Saints are going to have to control if they want to win this game? Uh, well, me doing a little bit of research on the Rams. Uh, for one, I'm finding out Stafford, uh, Stafford may not play. 
Cooper Cup is not going to play, from my understanding. Uh, Cooper Cup may play, but they're leaning more towards him not playing. Stafford may play. Uh, he's more – he had more of a chance of playing than Cooper Cup does. Uh, so both of those guys may not play this game. And one thing that the Rams are struggling with, the reason why they're having a bad season, is they can't run the ball. They can't run it at all. Uh, I think they may have maybe two games over 100 yards. Yeah, I think Kamara uh, by himself um, has as many rushing yards pretty much as the entire Rams backfield. Yeah. You know, so defensively, if we can stop them from running and make them throw the ball without Cooper Cup and maybe without Stafford, that is the reason why I feel like we can beat this team. At first, before I did my research on uh, on the Rams, I was like, man, how are we favored to win this game? But then when you go and do your research on them, I see why we're favored. We can beat this team. The Rams are struggling. Well, I just saw Stafford. I just checked, double-checked on the injuries. He did practice yesterday coming off uh, the concussion protocols. He did have a full practice. Um, so he will play. Yeah, if he, if he had full practice, I would have uh, – you know, on a mm-hmm. Wednesday, I, I'm guessing he's yep. playing – um, but they could be without their starting center. They could be without, you know, um, uh, another – it's when they're starting linebackers. They got one of um, those tackle, Greg Gaines, was limited. So they do have some injuries up front. But like you said, on that offensive side, if if even Stafford coming back from a concussion, he's a guy who's, who also, if he's pressured, has been known to make mistakes. And he's also mm-hmm. a guy that even when he's not pressured, if he feels like he can make a throw because he's got that great arm, he's tried to make some throws in the past that are, you know, not the smartest throws. Saints only have two interceptions a season, but if you're going to get one, this is an opportunity to get one. This is definitely an opportunity to get one. And with uh, Cooper Cup, I don't know if Cooper – so Cooper Cup's not playing, correct? He's not, not listed mistaken. on the injury report. So I'm, uh, okay. he may be out already, yeah. Yeah, so one thing about Cooper Cup, he is made for that offense. That offense goes as Cooper Cup goes uh, because they can't run the ball. And the fact that Cooper Cup is not there, he's not that security blanket, because one thing about Cup, he can run every single route. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. They can put him in a slot. They can put him outside. He can run those routes. You know, so the fact he's not going to be in their offense – I don't know where their offense is going to come from, especially the fact they're not running the ball well already. And now you don't have your main receiver, your go-to receiver. I don't know who they have left in the stable on the offensive side of the ball. And you got to oh, your O-line or is injured as well. I just don't know offensively if they're going to be able to get it going enough. So for us, on our side, the offensive side of the ball, we got to jump out early. If we can jump out on this team early, even if we go up by 10, you know, it's going to put them in a dire situation because they're already struggling offense. Yeah, making making the Rams one-dimensional early is going to be so important, winning at the line of scrimmage. And it starts, too, with those penalties. The Saints cannot extend drives for the Rams via penalty. And we've seen that too often in the games that they lose where teams have been given, you know, a reprieve. Where you're about to get off the field on third down, and here comes a defensive holding penalty. Here comes, you know, an offsides. Here comes one of these things that extends the drive. So against the team that's beaten down and is underachieving, again, the Saints have been on this side. Don't give people confidence. You're at home, as you said, you cannot give them the opportunity to think that they can win this game. And that's the whole thing is the Saints have to give themselves the belief that they can win a game. 
mm-hmm. they've got to take it away from somebody else at some point. That's true. Because, uh, like I said, prime example, like you hit it right on the head, the Saints have been here before. They have been here. They know what the Rams are going through. Uh, the same way the Raiders probably came in and took us lightly because they knew we were struggling, uh, it's the same way we can't do with the Rams because we're not there yet. You know, we're still trying to figure things out as well. Uh, as long as we don't beat ourselves offensively or defensively, and you hit it on the head about the penalties, if we don't beat ourselves, if we limit our penalties, I don't think we'll be a penalty-free team. I mean, that's tough to do for anything. But if we can limit our penalties, uh, limit explosion plays, and let's not turn it over. That's We're able to do that, not turn it over. We're able to do that. If we can do those things, limit explosion plays, limit uh, penalties, and let's not turn it over, I think head-to-head with this team, we win this game. And the Rams might be the only team in the NFL worse than the Saints at taking the ball away. Right. They haven't gotten a takeaway since week two. So Crazy. That you know that in itself. Again, you talk about the talent that the Rams have on defense. This is a team that is, you know, Pro Bowlers on that defense, and yeah, some of them have moved on from the Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. but still, there are some names. And for them to be a team that hasn't had a takeaway since week two, this mm-hmm. put like the spotlight is on the Saints. You better take care of the ball. This is not a team that rips it. This is not a team that gets picks. You better mm-hmm. take care of the ball. And and this is again, it just feels like. If you're at home against a mm-hmm. team that that you know is weak offensively, this is a chance for you to dominate time of possession. This is a chance for you to put together some drives and and eat up that clock and get out of there in two hours and forty five minutes because you just ate time and, and and got off the field. Use Taysom Hill. Use Alvin Kamara. Use whatever backs you got back there. To me, and it's get forty carries. That's the goal for the Saints as a team is to get somewhere near forty carries in this ball game. And, and even if we can't get 40 carries, we have to get creative with our run game, whether that be screens, whether that be swing passes, um, whether it be stretch plays, whatever it is, we got to get – whether you're running with Taysom Hill at the quarterback position, we got to get creative with it because they do have a good D-line in Aaron Donald, and he can dominate and disrupt our offense completely by itself. So when it comes to the run game, they haven't been getting up a lot, giving up a lot of rush yards either. You know, so we have to figure it out how we can take advantage of running the ball uh, because we can't sit back and throw it 40, 50 times a game trying to beat these guys. We got to be able to run the ball as well, efficiently running, not just running to run, but we had to have some efficient runs. For the Saints on offense, then who would – you hate to put it like this, but Alvin Kamara essentially is now an X factor because they have not leaned on him in the last few weeks. If he has a big game – this is the team to do it against. And he's had some nice performances against the Rams in his career. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy we got to go to. He is our veteran leader offensively. Uh, he is the guy we need to go to. And he has all the tools to incapable of doing everything we need him to do. Like I said, we can put him in the backfield. We can split him out in the slot. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He can catch passes from the receiver position. He can run the ball out of the backfield. So his arsenal – a versatility is there, but we just have to be able to utilize them, and we got to have our play call to put him in position to make plays. I mean, it, you know, it, it reminds me. Remember last year when Mike Martz came and met with Sean Payton, and they were talking about ways to use Alvin Kamara, and wanted to use him more like Marshall Falk was used by mm-hmm. the Rams. Like I'm still waiting for that to happen because you remember 
Marshall got lined up at receiver a lot yeah. in the slots mm-hmm. position as not as a running back in a receiver slot, a receiver, like put out there right. to run that route. And mm-hmm. AK to me is perfectly capable of that. Again, a, a longer frame than Marshall and probably mm-hmm. better straight line speed than Marshall. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't going to put take nothing away from Marshall Falk, who, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer deserves all the credit. Right. But I'm just saying athletically, Yuza Kamara in that type of role just seems like a, a perfect and natural fit. And you just wish the Saints would, would would try that a little bit more to be, like you said, be creative in how you line him up and force people to deal with him. That's the thing mm-hmm. is they can take it away if they know y'all can't run the football. And they say, well, now he's not a factor. You put him out there in those slot positions or out wide, now defenses have to decide, is it a linebacker? Is it a corner? Is it a safety? How do we change the defense to go deal with this man? Exactly. And it, it reminds me a lot of, like you brought up Marshall Falk, but I'm trying to look at it in a way, the same way as Marshall Falk, but also the same way we use Reggie Bush. The same way we use Reggie Bush, we use him in the slot. We had him running routes out of the backfield, wheel routes out of the backfield, getting them matched up one-on-one with a linebacker coming out of the back on real wheel routes. Uh, screens, just whatever we needed to do, uh, we got Reggie Bush the ball in different type of ways, not just turning around, handing it off. So I just think one thing, it's going to come down to uh, some of the pressures on the offensive coordinator to make sure he can scheme things up to get guys the ball in space, like a Taysom Hill. I'm a Taysom Hill guy. I know I keep saying it. We got to get him the ball more. To, to me, he's just as effective as Alvin is. Uh, if we get the ball in his hands, he can be even more effective than Alvin can be. You know, I just feel like we got to get the ball in his hands. Both of those two guys, we got to ride those guys for the rest of the season. And if we if they get in too many touches, it is what it is. This is what we got to do. This is what we're going to do. You know, so I'm putting everything on those two guys back. Well, I mean, it's not like either one of them has been overused. Relatively speaking, they both have to be – some kind of fresh considering the number of carries and touches they've had this year. So mm-hmm. why not lean on them down a stretch? It, it's, I don't think even fans care about the aesthetics of the game at this point. They just want to see some wins. That's and, it. If, and if winning means you got to grind this thing into the ground and play it the first team to 17 wins every week, mm-hmm. then we'll deal with that as a fan base and as a, as a observing public if it's producing competitive wins, you know, games and wins. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. I don't need to see 40 points. I don't need to see the ball flying all over the field. I don't need to see the greatest show on turf. What I want to see is a win. Just, just a win. That's it. Uh, And I'm quite sure that's what they're already saying in that locker room. We don't care how we win. We just got to get a win. Oh, one thing I can make a comment about, Mm -hmm. and just my opinion, I see a lot of, a lot of people posting about, you know, fire, uh, Coach Allen, you know, do something different, fire him. To me, I feel like even that whole coaching staff, this is their first year together. Uh, I feel like it's too early to start talking like that. Uh, it's just too early. This is his first year. This is uh, Pete first year in the head in a head role when it comes to calling plays. Uh, this is Coach Allen first year, not as a head coach, but he hasn't been a head coach for a little while. So now he's he's trying to get familiar with coaching again when it comes to head coaching things. Uh, so it's just, I feel like he has to do, we have to give them more time. Uh, this first year, they got to figure things out. They got to figure it out. You know, I think next year, 
you can get more. Uh, what can I say? You can be on them a little harder when it comes to wins and losses. But I feel like this first year, I think you got to give them a pass because you don't have your starting quarterback in Jameis Winston. Whether he's hurt or not, he got hurt. That's the reason why he's not playing now. So I don't know if he's healthy to go, but from the, from the sound of it, it sounds like he's still injured. But I think you give them at least another year or two before you talking about firing. Well, let me ask you this before we close then. Um, as a player, when ha- have you been in situations where the locker room as a whole maybe felt the coach has is not communicating with us well? I don't know. I, I, I can't describe what lost the locker room is. You know, you hear that phrase a lot. So I've not been in that situation. Mm-hmm. But um, is there a point as a player where you feel like the communication isn't right? Because, again, scheme is about opinion and execution. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with the scheme, but it's not your scheme. That's the coach's job. You got to go along with that. But if there are the other things, um, have you been in a locker room situation where you felt this isn't working? Whatever this is, this isn't working as a group. And, mm-hmm. and how do you identify that as a player? And then what do you as a player feel like your role is in communicating that things aren't working. Not that you're trying to get rid of anybody, but something ain't right and we need to do something about this. So I have been on the team. Like I won't say which team. Um, I tell you, but it wasn't New Orleans. I can say that. But I was on a team where uh, we had a ton of talent. And I'm going to get to the point. We had a team where we had a ton of talent and we was losing games. We just kept losing losing by like maybe six points or something like, like, man, why can't we figure this thing out? Why aren't we, why aren't we this team that we should be? Well, come to find out, you know, it started from the head. The head wasn't on one accord. When I say the head, I want to say the GM, the head coach, they wasn't on one accord. So it trickled all the way down to us. And that was the reason why we was losing. And then the following year, we had the exact same players and we had nine of our players make the Pro Bowl that exact same year after the head got on one accord. You know, so, but as a player, right now in this situation, the first thing that has to happen, the captains. I don't know how New Orleans do it, but everywhere I've been, the captains had a meeting with the head coach every Friday. This is how we did it in Kansas City. Every Friday, the captains came to the room early before practice. We sat down with the head coach. The head coach talked to us about certain things. We talked to the head coach about certain things, the vibe of the locker room, what we can do differently, different things like that. So those meetings with the team captains needs to be had. And the team captains can be the voice of the team to the head coach. You know, and then after that, that's when the head coach takes the information that he gets from his from his team captains. And of course, his own information, only the things that he's going to do anyway. And you put it together and try to make it work. If communication is a problem, let's address these issues in that captains and coach meeting room. And then we can kind of get that fixed. But the team has to stay together because if there's any inclination that the players feel like the coaches aren't hearing them or the coaches really don't care about what they're saying, that's when you start losing the locker room because the players start losing re- they start losing respect for the coaching staff. And so as long as the players have respect for their coaches and the coaches haven't lost the locker room, we're good. But if the coaches lose the locker room, that's it. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll be watching the players on the field. We'll be watching on the sidelines and how they're responding to each other because it's it's difficult. This is it's hard. Any time in life when you're not having success and you got to keep showing up, 
it's hard to show up all the time. Right. It is. And you, you're just looking for that one thing that makes you feel like, yeah, we're, we're making progress. And that's all. That's what this team needs so badly at this point is some sign that the coaching is working, that the, that, that the plan is, is going in the right direction. You need to see some results. It's like lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Lift weights all day, but if you don't see the until you see the gains, you might yep. feel the burn, but you need to see the, see some some of that back go away. That's you know, right. <laughs> and that's, that's what it's right. time for for this team. I agree. I agree with you. So, what are your thoughts? Finally, before we get out, do they end the losing streak? Do they get back on the right side of winning this weekend with the Rams? We end the losing streak. I think we get back on the right side with the Rams. I still think it's going to be a close game regardless if the Rams' offense is struggling because we're struggling as well. So I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go 24-21 Saints. I'll I'll be a little bit lower. I'll go 20-17, to 17 and I'll give it to the Saints uh, just because I do think they'll get – I think they will get a turnover. I think they'll get a big turnover in this game um, mm-hmm. that, will, that will change the course of this one. Um, that I think it comes in the second half, and it'll it, it'll be one of those ones that that ends a big drive for the Rams, and, and mm-hmm. allows the Saints to hold on to win this game. And I think Jameis, I think Jameis and Taysom both play in this game. That's I that's so. I, I get the feeling that they're going to play. I hope so, brother. Always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll be back and do yes, this sir. again on Monday. Um, thank you always for your time, and uh, thank you all for listening. Um, this has been. Believe in Saints presented by Bet Online. And uh, until the next time, who that and go Saints. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.